Welcome to My So-Called Opera Life, a podcast for opera singers by opera singers, where we work to connect, inform, empower, and inspire musicians at all levels and stages of their career. Each episode, we'll explore a piece of the never-ending puzzle of the so-called opera life, humble brags and therapeutic complaints, as well as practical information about how this business works, each piece helping you on your journey towards success, which we believe should really mean happiness. I'm Marcel. And I'm Elise. And we're two sopranos trying to live our best so-called opera lives. It's recording season. Maybe you already have your recordings done, maybe not. But we wanted to do a quick segment on how to get the best recordings. What do other singers do? Uh, so we have we have some tips about this, but I think it's probably worth saying right at the top of this. So we've seen many, many singers put out like highly produced videos for their pre-screens and that kind and of thing. And also not so good ones. And also not so good ones. Um, but I think probably we should talk about like what makes the good ones good and the not so good ones not so good. Yeah. I've also had conversations with people who run opera companies or young artist programs and generally what I hear from them is that if they're asking for video, they're asking for video because they want to see how you move when you sing. They want to see if you're an interesting performer. Does your facial expression match the expression of your voice? Are you in a character? Right. Um, or are they want to see what you look like too. They want to see what you look like too. To be honest. That is, yeah, let's put that out there. But mostly what they're concerned with is the quality of the audio. I think a lot of people get really concerned about like, oh, does the video look good, blah, blah, blah. But really they want to hear how you sing. So you want decent audio. But there also is not an expectation that you're going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on recordings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, professionally in a studio, blah, right. blah, blah. They just want to have a good enough recording to hear... Do you sing beautifully? Do you sing consistently? They expect, for sopranos, this is important, there is an expectation that, like, they're not going to hear the full quality of your high notes because unless you're in a really controlled environment, any microphone is, is going to be a little overblown by the higher frequencies. That said, I had the privilege of doing the Russian Opera Workshop a few years ago, um, and one of the things that they had for us as the artists there was a master class with Ney Mello, and basically he just talked to us about recording tips. How can we use our iPhones, specifically our iPhones, mm -hmm. to get the best recordings that we can with the microphones that are already available to us? Mm -hmm. And just thinking about this one, he was saying that an iPhone or a smartphone microphone and camera was sufficient. This was uh, five years ago. So the cameras and the microphones on They're our phones better, have gotten yeah. even better. All right, so what did he say? So um, he talked about the space, to be aware of how acoustics and spaces work. So he's like, a, a, any kind of room that has wood floor or wood paneling or anything like that is always going to be friendlier than a room that has sheetrock or tile or whatever because of the way that wood um, works with sound. So I, that's an ideal space. Okay. He said ceiling uh, rooms with higher ceilings are always better than rooms with low ceilings mm -hmm. um, because of the way the sound will bounce around. And then he said the smaller the room, the, the more compression you're going to get on the sound, um, mm -hmm. which you don't want too much compression because then it's not going to give, especially with the small microphones, it's not going to give an, right. an adequate representation of the size of your voice. Right. That said, I've worked in, I've done some like pre-screen recordings in small rooms 
Well, it was the largest room with a low ceiling, mm-hmm. but the room was pretty big and it had some wood flooring and got a decent recording out of that space. But I think because it was only one of the ideal circumstances was missing. So you may have to give or take. Yeah, nothing, none of these things are going to be perfect. Right. Um, he talked about when it comes down to like the actual recording and the aftermath of it, don't normalize it. Don't use compression. Most opera companies are pretty clear that they want the raw audio. They don't want you messing with it. Don't add reverb. Keep it as pure as yeah, possible. Now bad. you don't want to you don't want a dry space, but it's worth noting that like if you record in too live of a space, you don't again don't get an accurate representation of your sound because mm-hmm. there's too much reverb in the room sometimes too. Um, so just things to be thinking about. You don't want a room that's too dry. You don't want a room that's too live. He talked about. When you're going into your actual recording session, always clap to check for flutter echoes in a room. Um, So it's like if you clap and you'll hear the clap kind of repeat, there's always like a sweet spot in a room where that will happen. You don't want to stand there. Okay. (laughs) Because it will distort the recording. He says, first things first, you want to place your, your voice in the room first. So you want to find the ideal spot for your voice in that room. He says, don't sing between parallel walls. So don't stand with your back to one wall and sing at another wall because the way that the sound waves will bounce right. off. Do like perpendicular. Yeah, you want to sing actually into a corner, he said is ideal because it's going to sound the sound waves bouncing around in a That's way that the, the, micro- yeah, the microphone but- will capture a bigger sample of your voice. Yeah, but I would assume that would be if you're in like a smaller room because if you're in like a bigger room that's less important right I less would important but that's why he was saying like to to um you know place your voice first now certainly if you're able to record in a space that's like has a stage or perf- like it's some kind then, of performing yeah, hall like that it. work has been done for you right 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 yeah. um but if you're working in someone's music room or in a classroom or someplace like that you need to find where in the room is going to be ideal he said so place your voice first then place the piano, so make sure it's in a spot where it doesn't overpower you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said you want to place the microphone last. He did say if you put it behind you, you will lose high frequency stuff. So Why don't you do put that. It behind you? Um, I think he was talking specifically about audio recording and not video. Oh, yeah. Right? No, I know, but yeah, don't put it behind, behind you. you. No. Um, <laughs> and then he talked about... You can get easels for the iPhone that will go on a little tripod. Well, I just saw the other day someone in a performance space. They have one of those things that everyone has on the back of their phones. What are they mm-hmm. called? Oh, the little pop sockets like, or whatever? Yeah, circles. I don't know. And he had it. He had that popped out and then he had it resting on a um, music stand. Right. That was like genius. Right, and right. You didn't have to hold it. It was perfect. It was up high. You can raise that music stand. Yeah, I sometimes can... I can't get a music stand high enough for what I want. It depends. Which is why the, if you have the easel to put it on like a little tripod, that works too. The but easels. yeah, anything like that. Yeah, I just... I, do they, make, they probably do make easels, but then you have to buy that. Well, wait, basically what it is, it's called an easel, but it's like this little contraption that like grabs onto the back of your phone like a little octopus. And then that oh. screws into the top of a tripod. So then you can put your phone. You might even be able to get and direct your, your car. Use your car thing. Yeah, yeah. If you have one, just trying to think of like ways just that like you that. don't have to buy something. You, you know, can get, I bought one, <laughs> and I think I got it off of Amazon. Yeah, for like, and if you're gonna start using bucks. it more, right, then it becomes worth it. Right. 
because those well, that little attachment will fit on any tripod. So if you've got anyone in your family who has like a tripod for their camera, you can be like, hey, can I borrow that? Yeah. And that'll screw into the top of it. And then you can place your phone and your camera perfectly however you want it. And like, honestly, I'll say this. Most of the recordings on my website, my video recordings were done with my laptop camera with my blue snowball microphone plugged in. Um, but my audio recordings, which I think for the most part, those have a better sound quality, oddly enough. Those are usually my oratorio stuff. And I literally was at my church job singing a solo for someone's wedding. And I put my phone on the balcony, the wood balcony that we had in the choir loft and put it like pretty far away from me in the organ and just hit record and then just trimmed the recording down right. when we were done. And I've got, I have some beautiful recordings from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say is that once you start thinking about how you can do recordings on your own, I think you create a lot more opportunities to record yourself. So I had a friend in a summer program who had bought a microphone for her iPhone that was just a little bit better, plugged it in, and anytime we had a concert, I would just hit record for her and she would get that recording. And then, you know, whether or not you use it for pre-screens or you just have it and you post it on your social media, right? you just have this content that you can use right and not feel like you have to like always have this perfect you know perfect environment one shot to do the recording so learning how to do the iphone recordings i think is really helpful yeah if you can learn how to use your or doing your own recordings right. if you can learn to use the equipment you have to the best of its of you know yeah when we did the opera libra performance together last this past summer i brought the microphone and the camera and set it up and just tried to record. Now, I'm always making these freaking errors, so I didn't have a big enough, um... Memory card? Memory card! Oh, no! So the video did not, um, do it, but the audio was there. So, like, basically my mistakes that I've learned from is, number one, if you're doing something where you need, uh, make sure you have a big enough... Enough memory. Memory. Make sure your battery is charged. Make sure your battery is charged and you bring your charger, number two. I, that happened to me too, where I couldn't get it and bring yourself an extension cord because yes. um, sometimes, sometimes I bring, I use my computer one time and I didn't have an extension cord and then I didn't have any battery to do the recordings. Oh no, I definitely, that happened to me. I definitely went into my recording session <laughs> yeah, last year and left my laptop at home. <laughs> and so we did one session that was just audio recordings and then... Then I had to reschedule again and make sure I brought my... Make sure you bring your computer. That would be helpful. <laughs> so I've done that. What else have I done? I have accidentally not clicked the right microphone. So when I do my... I do it on a... Um, if you're doing it like from an external microphone or external... Um, right. You have to tell it which microphone You have to make sure to every time that it's the right one. And that's why like me and Marcel, we were talking about I did the recordings myself and she offered to help me. Which I wound up getting a student to record. So that's another thing that if you can get a student and you can go to a university, local university, and use their space. Yeah, and they usually have a student recorder. If you can somehow get in. Like, I got in through the pianist who works there. Yeah. So if, you don't, if you're not an alum, or even if you are sometimes, because I'm an alum too and it didn't help. But, um, so you can just ask one of the pianists and see if they can get you in the room. Right. And I think the same goes for a church. Right. So 
for me, it was a hundred bucks to get like five recordings, I think. Right. And when I did them myself, they didn't come out bad, but they weren't great. So my like philosophy, I guess this year was I'm going to audition for less and make the recordings just a little bit better. And a hundred dollars is not, that's like what, three less yeah, applications. You, you figure out what you need to do for yourself in terms um, of the budgeting. I'm I I'm all for the do DIY, but I just like I just was like, let me just get these five recordings. Right. This is gonna right. be great. And it was a hundred dollars, like right. Well, and sometimes too, like it's probably worth mentioning, like having someone else in the room who's there. Yeah. Even if it's not a rec- student or recording engineer, but a like friend. having a friend there who can press start and stop for you, who can help you. You know, like make sure the mic is set up and your battery is charged and keep an eye on that stuff. Yeah. One, then you can focus on the singing. Right. And two, then you have a little audience to sing yeah. to, which I have found for me makes recordings so much better because I'm straight straight up a performer. If I'm just singing to a camera, I don't know what happens to me. I have a really hard time being authentic and like present in my performance. Yeah. I start being like, oh, that thing wasn't perfect and now it's being recorded and it's blah, blah, blah. I get really tense and like it's just not a great experience. But if I have people in the room, suddenly I forget that the camera's there and I just sing for them. See, I love myself, so I love singing for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I look good. Yeah, I need to do, I need to get myself more worked up that way. I am awesome. This is going to be great. I love every note that comes out of my mouth sometimes. I don't always think that. I just like, I just love myself. So it's just like, whatever. <laughs> but I definitely having someone there is, is um, a definite benefit. But also, guys, super important tip. I just occurred to me. If you are recording video with your iPhones, put it in landscape. Oh, yeah, Do yeah. not. So, like, turn. I thought you were going to say put it on airplane mode. Well, that too. That put it on airplane mode because it will stop the recording if someone calls you. Yeah, airplane mode is a must. But also, landscape. Put your phone horizontal. Yes. Do yeah. not put it vertical. And that, yeah, I do did want to say, like, visually, it's always about you. Um, but you can definitely do yourself favors in terms of how you record it. Like, doing it in landscape. And trying your best to make the... Um, space you're singing in look as professional as you can. Right. So get the books out of the way, right. like make the backdrop look okay. Oh, the other thing is I was talking to my teacher about the recordings and I had put it at an angle for the um, my DIY one and it was like you could see kind of Ting Ting's face, the pianist's face. Um, it wasn't like she wasn't completely sideways and she would like kind of, you know, she was looking at me and smile. He's like, it's a little distracting. It's not her fault, but like, right. Consider that well, a little bit. More and more for pre-screen videos, like people's that I've seen that they've shared on Facebook. They don't and I, have the pianist. I don't like it. Yeah. You don't see the pianist. Well, I don't like it. Some of my pianists have requested, like, don't please don't put me in the video. Yeah. Well, if they request. Yeah. But... Like now that said, always, always, always credit them. I know. I saw a post about Always that. Always credit, credit them. them. They have given you a service. <laughs> they have played beautifully for you. And the recordings are, they're starting to feel like those, the actors, what do they call those? Like when they do reels. Yeah, reels. It's not an actor's reel, okay? You're, you're performing. You're doing a real full sh- opera aria. Right, like, right consider that it's all it's about the whole thing and you're right. trying to recreate they want to what see you would be like on stage but like, they don't need to but they also don't need to see like 
the whole stage. No, they don't need to hold. Like they need to see you if you want to include the pianist in in the shot too. Like some people do. Some people it it makes for a nice picture in the right situation. So hopefully those tips will get you started on making beautiful recordings with your iPhone or your laptop computer, you know, enable you to use the technology you already have at your fingertips so that you can put a quality product out into the world that you feel proud of. That's going to show off right. what you can do in Not the industry. guys. Well, we were just working on our podcast and we had a, um, an idea and we wanted to ask you, what does my so-called opera life mean to you? Is that the question? That's the question. <laughs> Podcast, yes. Yeah. What do you think that a so-called opera life means, like to you? Okay. 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 So, like, to me, if I were to like distill down, like, what we do or what I do, right? Like, I guess I would say it means a life of creativity and always pursuing, you know, something. Always, always in the pursuit of being better or being the best version of yourself or best, you know, singer, teacher, or whatever. And it means a life of um, creativity for sure, right? And also like a life of fulfillment. It's very fulfilling. Good answer, Kathy. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs>
I didn't think I was going to get fired for, for making a mistake was like the best experience I've ever had. Yeah. And I want to encourage everyone else out there to let themselves lean into their mistakes too. Yeah. You learn a lot and you get a lot better when yeah. you're able to do that. It's kind of funny you saying it because sometimes I think, I don't want to sound corny, but sometimes I think the performances we get are the performances we need. And I think that was the performance that you needed Yeah. at the time. Yeah. It was, I was able to leave that performance reminded that I am a really good storyteller and that I'm an actor. And um, I was able to like be in character and be fully present for the performances and it reminded me that I love to act I got into this business to tell stories and the singing is in service of that no one cares if you sing a perfect in tune high C if it's boring if it's not motivated if it's not sung with intention mm -hmm. and I got to sing six operas this past weekend and be full of intention in every single moment I was on that stage. And that was so rewarding. Yeah. So that's my humble break. <laughs> that's good. I like it. What about you? Oh, God. My, my therapeutic complaint is that I'm spending all my money this last month on coachings and recordings and applications. And I'm like... Hey, where'd all my money go? <laughs> right. That's my therapeutic complaint. This month is a little tight. Right. Yeah, and tight. I think it probably is for a lot of people. <laughs> so, and, and then I went, yeah, and then I went, and then my, well, it's not really a humble brag, but then I went and spent a little extra money this weekend on, the, on my, um, fun trip for my friend's birthday so it got even a little tighter got a little tighter but it sounds like you've gotten some good self-care oh it was definitely fun yes it's a good reminder that our entire existence does not need to be opera please don't make it that that's really sad <laughs> go do something unopera related and unrelated to opera at all i mean you can't be like I'm gonna go work out because it's good for my health and my opera career. No, that doesn't count. Me and Marcella are going to watch Hustlers and you guys are fucking gonna do something fun too, so do it. <laughs> oh, and there's an opera singer in Hustlers. Yes, Marcy Richardson. Yeah. The wonderful at Opera Gaga, Opera Gaga. I totally said that At wrong. Opera Gaga. On Instagram, she is amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, we're so happy. Ah! Bye. Bye. Thanks to Catherine Bell for being our guinea pig for the question, what is your so-called opera life? If you have an idea of what your so-called opera life is all about, we would love to hear what you think. You can email us at info at my so-called opera life or tag us on Instagram or Facebook at my so-called opera life. Don't forget that this podcast is inspired by all of you who are getting shit done. Quoting a recent person on one of our Facebook groups, fuck shit up, people. See you next time. <laughs>